This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 275. Many entrepreneurs think that the solution is I just need to get more done faster. But the problem with, with that is there, there's an obsession in our culture with this hustle and grind mentality. And the problem with that is that it's really, it's killing people. <laughs> like there's a term in Japan, they've coined the word kuroshi, which means death from overwork. Oh, wow. And it's no different in the Americas. There's right. hundreds, you know, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who, who die from work-related stress. And so I believe that being highly effective in our business is not about getting more done and, and faster, but it's about getting the right things done so that we can actually work less and have our business be the vehicle to serve our lives. It's, about, it's not about making a living, but it's about designing a life. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It is great to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. And in today's show, we're going to give you some actionable strategies for creating a better workflow in your life. Whether you are a solopreneur, whether you are juggling, perhaps trying to start a business on the side and have your nine to five job, whether you have your nine to five job and you're just juggling family and, and work and there's no just to that. I mean, life can be demanding. It can demand a lot of energy and focus from us. So in today's show, we're going to talk about a method to help you categorize and strategize through your weeks and your days to get those key things done to help you see results. That's what we're going to talk about this week with our guest, Eshao Freesky. And we'll get to more on that in just a second. As we explore this concept today, I just want to reinforce that my goal with the Star Coach Show is to give strategies or different resources or tools or tips for you in whatever walk of life you're in. I mean, definitely the show is, is targeted towards coaches, towards skills and strategies for building businesses and ways to help leaders build stronger organizations. And I'm delighted to know that other people listen to the show as well and just really get a lot out of the strategies that are the life strategies that are shared, the different concepts that we bring forward. So I want to welcome you to the show for whatever reason that you're tuned in and just know that in order for us to bring our best into the world, we need to kind of create some foundations. We need to pay attention to how are we building our skills? What barriers do we need to get out of the way to be successful in the businesses that we want to have so that we can have the impact? And definitely any of you who have known me for any time know how passionate I am about 
helping workplaces be healthier places for human beings to work within. And I think over this course of this past 13, 14 years that I have been in coaching as a solopreneur, also, how can we be healthy in our own businesses? So with all that being said, you know, I'm committed to continuing to bring you what I can in the show to help you thrive in through the website at starcoachshow.com, through the downloads and the, the uh, resources that I have available for you there, and through great guests like I have today with Ashow Freesky. So Ashow and I are going to be talking about time blocking. And what I love about the concept of time blocking is that we're going to go sort of big picture down to very specific. We're going to go into the different areas of our lives that sometimes some might get knocked out of the way or not paid attention to, which does not lead to the most balanced life. So in the conversation that I have today, we're really looking at how do we have that balanced, healthy life to be able to have it be rich, enrich in whatever way rich is to you. It could be rich in finances, rich in health and well-being, just rich in wholeness. And that's What I believe that when we can create that healthy balance for ourselves, then we're better for the other people in our lives as well. We're better for our families. We're better for our partners. We're better for our clients. And and then we can also role model for others. So I'm very excited to introduce you to Eshel Freesky. He helps coaches with giving them an exact blueprint to streamline their businesses and become more productive. He's actually passionate, and you'll hear this also in his interview, about helping parentpreneurs, so parents who are entrepreneurs, work less and enjoy more time with their families. And you'll hear how that was a real motivator for him in creating the business that he has. Ashow is the founder of DoubleYourTimeOff.com. And you'll hear more about that in our interview. So let's go ahead and learn about time blocking and how that can help you create a richer and more balanced life. Ashal Freesky, welcome to the Star Coach Show. I am really excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me here, Meg. Absolutely. I appreciate you actually reached out to me. You'd been listening to some shows and and you had such important content to bring to the audience that you uh, reached out and uh, we talked and decided that absolutely, let's talk about streamlining our businesses, how to be most effective. As you know, and we have discussed, many entrepreneurs are solopreneurs listening to our show have a lot to do and can feel overwhelmed. They can feel not effective, maybe a little scattered. And you've got some solutions for us today. Is that accurate? Yeah, it is. All right. So what is it that led you to do this kind of work and focus on productivity and streamlining businesses? 
my story, like most, is a winding journey. So I will try and make this as uh, concise as possible. It my how I got into all this is really rooted in my own challenges and my and my own pain. I used to be constantly distracted, and I would procrastinate a lot. I struggled with perfectionism, and you know I was that guy who in college would hand in a assignment at the very last minute <laughs> and i just i couldn't get myself to do what i wanted to do I, I thought i was a lazy person or like it was some kind of character trait that couldn't be changed and then fast forward some years my wife and i have our first child and at the time i was working a nine to five mm -hmm. and i really felt like i was missing out on her childhood because i would wake up and go to work before they woke up and I would come back and have just a few hours with them before she had to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's really what sparked my fuel to become an entrepreneur and create more flexibility in my schedule. And then also being a new parent, I was suddenly, like many parents understand, I had zero time to myself. Right. And Boy, do I understand that. Yes. Yeah. And, and it was after some time it was causing frustration in me and and even some resentment towards my daughter and my wife and I was really sad and mm -hmm. I knew something had to change so I was in a in a bookstore and I picked up this book randomly about being a father and opened it to a random page and it said fathers need to have a morning ritual to ground in themselves and really fuel themselves so that they can be the best they can parent they can be and and serve Mm. And that struck me as like, yes, I, I need that. Absolutely. But I, I had struggled, like I said, with having habits and creating rituals. And, and so I started studying neuroscience and behavior change. And I started implementing a morning ritual. And I started really developing not only a solid morning ritual, but then other habits in terms of exercise and sleep. And, and after you know a few years, I started having friends asking me like what are you doing I'm like how are you so disciplined and that struck me as like disciplined are you, are you talking to me like what? right plus wow <laughs> it's that noticeable i hadn't realized that other people were noticing what i was doing good for you yeah and so you know i i started to develop a, a reputation in the community as like the go-to person on habits and behavior change so i started putting on workshops and programs on on that those topics and then i also started implementing those into my business because I was an entrepreneur and I was working seven days a week and I was like, okay, this is not, you know, I'm still not having that, that freedom right. I was hoping to have and, and, and spending as much time with my children and wife as I would have liked. So I was like, okay, you know, what, how can I implement these, what I've learned about behavior change and creating systems and, and rituals into my business? And, you know, one day I, I just, I noticed, I was like, wow, I just spent the entire day completely undistracted and highly focused from the beginning to the end of the day on my most important tasks. And, and that wasn't even unusual at that point. Like I was looking back and I'm like, this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it, it really struck me, the contrast of thinking from my past. So now this is really my mission is to help others design a life where they get to spend less time working and, and more time with family and, and bringing more fun into their lives. And so, yeah, I do that by helping entrepreneurs and coaches streamline their businesses, 
and really becoming highly productive. Excellent. And we're going to talk about how you do that today. We're going to talk about a concept called time blocking and three phases of time blocking that will hopefully help each of you listening really crank up the effectiveness, allow you to work more productively, not so that you are and and less, so not so that you learn earn less, but actually that you have the capacity to earn maybe even more in the shorter times that you work because you're going to be that much more effective. And as uh, Ashau has talked about, being able to really focus in on the most important things of the day. So I'm going to throw this to you. Where do we want to begin? Well, I would say probably a good place to start is with the challenge that that we're facing right Mm. now. Because, you know, there's... (laughs) I kind of think of this as like there's a war for attention going on. Uh, and, you know, like if you think of social media platforms, for example, they are optimizing their algorithms to consume as much of our attention as possible. And, you know, Netflix, uh, Facebook, all these, all these platforms, that is the currency that they are fueled from. Right. And they need our attention. They need us to be on their platforms. Exactly. And there's a million things fighting for attention. There's emails, texts, calls, meetings, social media. There's, there's just an information overload. And if we're not very conscious, it's going to distract us from our most mm-hmm. important work. And it can be very easy to be sidetracked and, and then overwhelmed and stressed because we have all of these things and we're trying to juggle all these plates. We have these competing to-dos and all these demands. And, and then it's all coming. All this information is coming at us. And it paralyzes many, many entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So what's a good solution for that? Because we definitely do. Scattered doesn't necessarily create a lot of good outcomes. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And many entrepreneurs think that the solution is I just need to get more done faster. But the problem with with that is there's an obsession in our culture with this hustle and grind mentality. And the problem with that is that it's really, it's killing people. <laughs> like there's a term in Japan, they've coined the word kuroshi, which means death from overwork. Oh, wow. And it's no different in the Americas. There's right. hundreds, you know, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who, who die from work-related stress. And so I believe that being highly effective in our business is not about getting more done and, and faster, but it's about getting the right things done so that we can actually work less and, and have our business be the vehicle to serve our lives. It's, about, it's not about making a living, but it's about designing a life. Excellent. So, so that we're actually creating the lifestyle that we want, making time for the people who are important to us. We're not living to work. We're working to kind of further our overall agenda, our overall life. And in that, you're going to kind of help us Look, kind of chunk it down into areas or phases um, so that this becomes maybe more that we can visualize it, that we can see it, that we can apply it to our own lives. So we've got this challenge in, in front of us that everybody wants our attention, that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it in. And yet we can be more effective. So what, where do we begin when we think about this concept of time blocking and how we can help everybody visualize and understand that. Yeah. So, you know, talking about the challenges that we're facing, 
what I love about time blocking is it's really a way to harness our focus to what really matters most and cut everything else out. And I think about time blocking in three phases. And so the first phase of time blocking, when I'm thinking about planning out my week, is really from a higher picture. Like, what are the main life categories that are most important to me? Mm -hmm. And I break it down to three simple categories, health and self. The second is family and relationships. And the third is service and work. So for me, I start when I'm planning out my week, I start with health and self. It's, you know, going back to my story of how I was just, you know, pouring myself into my wife and my child. And then, and then I'm, I'm depleting myself and getting frustrated. And I realized I need to take care of myself. I need to mm -hmm. really make sure that I am functioning at a peak state, my most optimal state so that I can truly show up and serve in my business and my family and be the leader that I know I could be. So I start with health and self. And I think of it in three main areas, mm -hmm. sleep, movement, and then growth and fun. And so when I'm looking at my week, I want to make sure that I'm getting sufficient sleep. This is like such a, a powerful hack and it's often completely overlooked. Many people sleep is the thing that they, is going to be the first thing that they start cutting down on when they feel overwhelmed and have too much to do. Exactly. Almost like and they I feel think, like it's yeah. a claim to fame to be like, oh, I only got four hours of sleep last night, or I, I can do just fine in six hours. Yet I can say from, from being a mental health professional for so many years, sleep is, it's the way we heal. It's the way we regroup. It's the way that our body recharges. So I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And so that's why I start with sleep, because to me, that is the foundation that everything else is built upon. Like right. my health is the foundation that all of my behaviors and my cognitive abilities and decision-making power is built upon, right? Mm -hmm. my, my ability to be an effective leader and entrepreneur. And then the foundation of my health, in my opinion, is my sleep. So that's why I start there. And Excellent. so I, I want to make sure I get eight hours of sleep. And for me, you know, that means I, I, I block into my calendar nine hours because, you know, I'm putting my young two-year-old son to bed and mm -hmm. waking up in the night and such. So yeah, for me, nine hours is what I need actually like on my calendar. It's not actually on my calendar, but basically it is in my mind. Right. Um, it's just, blocked. Yeah, um, it's blocked. To get those eight hours, you need to at least uh, have that 10-hour window, huh? I mean, that nine-hour window to get the eight hours. Yes, absolutely. Nine-hour window, yeah. Yeah. So then I think about, okay, what time am I waking up? And then what time am I going to bed? And that's, you know it's going to be different for everyone, but it's mm -hmm. just being conscious of, okay, when is the time I need to be in bed? And when is the time I'm, I need to wake up? And then that is very closely related to bookending my day with a morning and an evening ritual. So when I've blocked off, I sketch it on a paper at first, just to, you know, when I'm creating a new routine, I sketch it on paper so that I can look at it every day and remind myself. Right. So then I look at, okay, I'm sleeping from this time to that time. So then if I'm getting up at six in the morning, just as an example, then for me, the next block of my day, my morning is my health and self time, which is for my movement and growth and fun. And so I've built up, you know, I started with a very simple 15 or five, five to 10 minute routine when I first started. And now it's, it's grown to like a two hour morning ritual where I fit my movement in there and, and growth and fun learning. All the things that are really going to 
fill me up so that I am in the, in the best state I can be for the rest of the day. So my mornings is my health and self time. And then the second life category, family relationships, which where I derive much of my satisfaction in life and fulfillment from is, is through the relationships I have in my family. Mm -hmm. And so those, that time is blocked off in my afternoon and evening time. And that is a time that I don't touch work. So touching on the third life category, service and work, I have set work hours. So I know I start at a certain time and I end at a certain time and I don't touch work before or after those times so that I can be fully present with myself in my health and self time and I can be fully present with my family in the afternoon. So this is all the first phase of just making sure that I'm touching on these three important life categories in my week. And I just want to insert there how important that is because many times as solopreneurs, business owners, we were not honoring those boundaries. We're letting work ease into the evening or trickle into the evening. We're taking appointments sometimes based upon other people's convenience rather than our own, or just thinking, oh, if I just work another two hours on this, I'll get it done. And it, so it it seeps into those other areas of our life. So very important what you're sharing here. So where do we go now? Yeah. So I'll, I'll move to the second phase. I just want to quickly touch on what you said. There was a study done that showed that professionals who have a smartphone and do work on their smartphone, which is most of us, work 50 plus, often 70 hours a week without really knowing it because they're constantly you know, checking emails. Or, checking their phone. You know, yeah. Oh, I'll just get back to yeah. this person real quick or I'll read this document that came in. Yeah. And that is a big piece of what creates overwhelm. And I'm, you know, I'm going to get to this in a minute, but when we have too many open loops or multitasking between different subjects and thoughts start to overlap and it creates this cloud in our minds of all these different activities and then we get overwhelmed because thinking of too many things at once is that's what creates overwhelm. So moving on to the second phase, now I'm thinking on a weekly basis, well, how am I going to schedule in the blocks for my work and my service time? And I think of three main parts in my week. So mm -hmm. time for planning, maker time, and manager time. So maker time is those high value activities. It's the deep work. It's the work that is more cognitively demanding and requires longer chunks of time. This is going to be the work that often is going to be moving your business forward the most. Maybe it's your main marketing activity or your client work. And then there's manager time, which is more administrative, like delegating meetings, communications, and, and really any kind of activity that supports the high value work of the maker time. And those are the three main pieces that I'm wanting to block out in my week. And when I'm looking at my week, I'm wanting to theme my days as much as possible. So, you know, different themes could be like uh, content creation or client work or meetings, um, and having those together as much as possible so that you, you stay in one mind frame and can build momentum within that day. Okay. And so when I'm, okay, when do I plan what things? I like to front load my week with the essential activities. So maker time. So for me, marketing activities go on Monday and I avoid meetings. Of course, you know, you can't be necessarily, some people's schedules 
might require different things. And especially when you're first implementing this, it's, it might be a gradual process where you're, you're going to gradually nudge meetings to maybe one or two days in the week. And, and then the more important work, or not, not necessarily more important, but the high value activities that are moving your business forward, I like to move them earlier in the week, like Monday, maybe Tuesday, and then also earlier in the days when I have the most amount of decision-making power, I want to do those tasks earlier in the day. Okay, so, that's so you're phase. really... That's kind of the big picture. Right. And I think you're making a couple of good points there. We don't always have total control over every meeting that we have to go to or every or where demands might lie. But when we can, we can be intentional about choosing when am I at my best? When is my decision? You know, when my cognitive functioning at its highest? When am I able to give my all? Am I spending that time just looking through emails? That is that really the best use of that quality, you know, cognitive time in my day? So so you're being very intentional about where you put things in your week. Yeah. And you know, like you just mentioned emails. I have a scheduled block in my day for checking emails because mm -hmm. I need to check emails, but I don't need to check it 20 times a day right. or even five times a day. Maybe it's two times or, or, you know, I do it once a day. It depends on, you know, what your commitments are to clients and such. When is that interval going to be? It's, we don't, you know, we often think people need an immediate response, but I think it's really that they, they want to know when they will get a response. And if you mm -hmm. communicate up front, like, this is when I respond to emails, people understand that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily as urgent as we think it is. So moving into the, into the third phase, and so just to give context, when I'm blocking these things off, I use Google Calendar, and I create kind of weekly recurring template. So I have recurring events that recur every week. So in some cases, they recur every day because it's the same thing every day, which I'll get to in the third phase. But I just create in gray, I color code meetings in red, and then everything else, just my own activities in gray. And I just block them off in my calendar. And that way I can see at a visual glance how my week is being blocked off. Okay. So just to recap, you started with phase one. Phase one is that high level, 10 story view. Phase two is then time blocking weeks and days. And now you're moving into phase three. Is that accurate? Yeah. So phase two was kind of the, the weekly view. And then now phase three is the process I go through for time blocking a day. Okay. And I messed that up. Sorry, guys. Okay, go ahead. So I start the order. I think about first what I call a power up and a power down ritual. And this is a ritual that is the same sequence of steps I do every time. And it being a ritual, it transitions me from my, in the morning, I'm with my family and I'm in a certain state of mind. And then I'm through this power up ritual, it's transitioning me into being focused and being alert and calibrating me to what are, what are my tasks for the day, what's on my agenda. And then the power down ritual does very similar. It's moving me from work mode to family mode. And it's tying up any loose ends, any nagging thoughts that might be distracting me. When I'm with my family, 
those get addressed in my power down ritual so that I can be fully present with my family. And this is also where I plan the next day and I block out, I identify what are my most important priorities for the next day and I block them out. I block out my day on the calendar. That's the first thing I think about and those are recurring events. So in gray, every morning I have a 30 minute chunk power up and then at the end of the day, I have a 45 minute power down ritual and that bookends my day. The next thing I like to think about is energy renewal. And this is, you know, going back to the conversation about being in a peak state when I'm working, because if I'm just working at 70%, 50, 60%, I'm going to be wasting time when I'm working and that's going to require longer hours. So I would prefer to be highly alert, work for intense bursts, and then work less. And mm -hmm. to, to work intensely like a sprinter does, you can go fast, but then you need to stop. And so I block out into my, into my days, when am I going to be taking breaks? And so for me, I take a break often in the middle of the day is when my break is. It's a, it's a lunch break. It's kind of the common way of doing it. But you don't have to do it that way. You can, you know, maybe after an hour and a half of working, you have a 30-minute chunk. And then after another hour and a half, another 30-minute break. And breaking up your day in 90-minute chunks. So that's another way you can do it. Either way, I personally find that I need short breaks also at shorter intervals. So if you've heard of Pomodoro, mm -hmm. practice Pomodoro, which is, you know, 25 minutes of of working in intense concentration and then taking a five minute break. It's not an exact science. Those are just, you know, what the tomato timer happened to have when Pomodoro technique was created. Right. But you can pick the interval that works for you personally. I, 25 minutes happens to work pretty well for me. 30 minutes in the beginning of the day, I can have longer blocks, but basically I just set a start the day and I set a timer. And then when a timer goes off, I take a break. I go to the washroom, I get some water, I do some movement, so maybe some push-ups or squats to get my energy lifted so that I can mm -hmm. show up to work again with a high level of energy. Excellent. And since you've been doing this, what kinds of changes have you seen in your productivity, in what you've been able to achieve in your business? Oh man, it is night and day. I kind of struggle with like explaining how much more alert I am and how mm -hmm. much more I can get done and how much, yeah, just how much more progress I'm making in my business because it's most people don't function necessarily in this way. And so it's almost like I'm forgetting what it was like before. Right. Before this. Yeah, I get that. But you feel good about what you're able to put out in all those areas of your life. You're honoring yeah. yourself and your health. You're honoring your family and your relationships. And you're able to create the kind of business that works for you. Absolutely. And I think that's really one of the most important pieces is like, yes, business growth is important. And I have other areas of my life that are important as well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, you know, maybe if I earlier in my life, before having kids, I, I would have been like, okay, let's solely focus on growth. Now, that isn't my priority. I have young children. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm present with them. So I still want to make sure that the business is, is growing and it's, it's thriving and, and I'm doing what I can to make the biggest impact there. And I'm also making sure that I'm prioritizing 
my children and, and time with my wife. That's why I start with phase one, which is the big picture. Absolutely. Excellent. So as we walk through, let's recap real, like just real briefly, phase one, phase two, phase three, so that everybody who's following is certain that they've gotten all three of those. Phase one is high level. High level life categories. You don't necessarily have to do the exact same categories, but I think for most people, relationships, health and self, service and work are going to be pretty accurate. And so making sure you have time for that in your week, you're not just fully focusing on one of them, and then Mm -hmm. you're going to have an imbalance in your life. Phase two is looking at your week from a bird's eye view and making sure that you have time for the three things, which is planning, maker time, and manager time. And I didn't get into planning too much, but just really quick, I have a chunk at the end of my day on Friday to plan the next week. And a simple form of that would be just identifying what are the three most important things I need to accomplish next week and just writing that down. And that's a good way to start the habit of planning the next week is just writing down what are the three most important things I need to accomplish next week. Wonderful. And then phase three? Then phase three is time blocking my day. And so I start with when is my power up and power down ritual going to be? And the most important piece for this would be planning tomorrow. So as a habit, you can start implementing this by just at the end of the day, having a sticky note or some kind of a paper pad that you just write down, what is the one most important thing I need to accomplish tomorrow? And you can, you know, you can have just a paper pad with your three most important things for the week, and then write down, okay, considering these, what's the most important thing I need to do tomorrow? And that's a good way. It's really simple habit. And that's a good way to start building that ritual so that it gets ingrained into your life and you can grow it from there. Beautiful. So power, power down ritual. Then when am I taking my breaks? And then I'm planning my high value work, like I said before, putting that earlier in the day, and then my lower value work later in the day when I'm less cognitively sharp. Wonderful. So such a clean system, so focused. And as you pointed out throughout that, it's about creating that habit, creating the process that just becomes a natural fit for you. You can tell as you're talking about it, this is your flow. This is what helps create the kind of productivity that helps you be successful in all of those areas of your life. So good. If people want to know more about you and and what you do or be able to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? I have a 90-day planner for your audience. And what this is going to help them do is you know, we can time block now, but how do we identify what are the most important priorities? Like, how do we actually identify what are those things that we need to focus on? And so the 90-day planner helps you connect your big picture with what is the 90-day outcome that is going to make the biggest impact in your business? And then what are the actual behaviors that you need to do that you can now time block into your week? And so that's a free gift. And the URL for that is perfectproductivity.net forward slash star. Excellent. We will have that link in the show notes. So appreciate that. I'm sure the audience does as well. I thank you for giving us a block in your time today to spend time with the Star Coach Show and bring your expertise forward. It was a joy. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Meg. Absolutely.
So there you go, some actionable strategies to create flow in your life. If you enjoyed what Ashow had to share and would like more from Ashow, in his bonus question for our members community, he shared a powerful framework for creating success when working towards goals. So if you're interested in learning more from him, be sure to be watching for information about the membership community that is about to open. If you'd like to know more about Ashout and get the free gift that he talked about, go to starcoachshow.com slash 275. And that's starcoachshow.com slash 275. And you can pick those links up as well as if you haven't had the opportunity yet to send a little love note through the link on the uh, show page for the competition that I'm in, there's in order to get some sponsor money for the show, I'm in a competition. And one of the things for the competition is sending in little love notes about what you appreciate for the show. It's just a little text box that you fill out. If you haven't done that, and you'd be willing to do that, the link for that is in the show notes, and I would so appreciate it. Also visit starcoatshow.com for all the resources that we have available there. Be sure to come back next week. I am super excited to introduce you to Sally Wagner next week. Sally is multi-talented. She's a lawyer. She's a real estate broker. She's a life coach. And we're going to be talking about how to uninstall your apps, those things that are automatic for you and instead move towards conscious choices. We're going to be talking about Sally's MSG system of mindset, skill set, get off your asset. I think you're going to really enjoy Sally, so please come back next week for that. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you a beautiful week, the very best for all that you're putting forward, and I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.